Yo, this is Fat Cat LaFleur, and you listen to BS Podcast Network. Being Asian, I'm not, like, fascinated. I'm not jerking off the Japanese culture and shit like that. Not, like, a, a lot of people. I don't want to go somewhere where I'm going to be fucking shitting myself. Fucking Filipinos, they have the softest pussies. Yeah, that's what I tell Paco all the time when she goes to throw in her punk vest. I'm just like, oh, I got to put on that fucking uniform again. It depends on who that person is. So if it's a woman, awesome. If they're gay, even better. It resembled J-Max dickhead. I have to think that the NSA is going to molest you through your camera. I feel like now with COVID, it's okay to have shitty audio on like every podcast. It's like true. Every, yep. Yeah, you get a pass. Everything I listen to nowadays is like through Skype and it's all, you know, glitchy and shit. Some people started not caring about uh, social distancing or whatever. I think you can do it right now. You know, it's it's now that we know what the real thing to be worried about. You can be in the same room, you know, like I'm going to be doing drum edits tomorrow for our album. And like when we rehearse, we have all the windows open and we got fans going and because we can't wear masks and sing. But like tomorrow I'm going to be doing drum edits and I'm just going to mirror my um, my iMac onto my MacBook and Jason's going to sit on the other side of the room. And yeah, we'll have, you know, we don't have to have masks on. We're like 15 feet apart, you know. And it's looking like way less deadly than it looked at the beginning for sure as well. Yeah, and it's not like we're all it the big fear was all the surfaces and and how much, you know, is it is it spreading and and you know, now it's more about minimize your lo- your viral load, you know, how much you could possibly get. You yeah. A, you know, even a mask with a mic doesn't sound bad. Yeah, but I hate that mask. Like at work I have to wear it like all the time on my desk. And it's a fucking, sometimes I, I take it off as long as no one's coming by, but they just make you wear this mask for eight hours. Like once you have it on for like eight hours, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. But yeah. You get, it's like, I, I eventually got used to it. Like when I first, when it first got suggested, I mean, this is way in the beginning and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. And it was, I work by myself on Sundays. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to put it on and see what it's like. And you know, by the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I can handle this. And then yeah. I, the next day and nobody's fucking wearing them i'm like great (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but uh, how uh, how are the numbers in in idaho like are they like fairly low compared to some other parts of the country uh we're in we we're back into the the group of rising cases the thing that's wild is our where i'm at the county i live in we were number one in the country for about three weeks per wow. capita Jeez. so that's not like we don't have a lot of people but when you break it out per capita blaine county was number one and we were in the top 10 for probably a month to a month and a half and like we literally had emergency room doctors getting hit and getting hit gnarly because we're a resort so we had we had a group in from new york a group in from seattle and all hell broke loose and you know it's end of ski season everyone's having parties one of the one of the fucking uh emergency room doctors is a dj he moonlights as a DJ. <laughs> so, like basically he's the one who went to the party then brought the brought it back to the hospital Jeez. 
they were literally life flighting people from our hospital has had two quarantine rooms so they were sending people all over the rest of the state and you know we had the total lockdown and everything but realistically it hadn't gone anywhere else yet at all and so right away we're you know we do everything social distancing masking everyone's taking it seriously i mean and now if you look at us and the like the five or six counties around us we you see this big blip in April, you know, March and April, and then we're like this tiny little line where we're, we're single digit cases pretty much the whole time. And every other county around us had nothing in that March and April and have since been beating us the entire time. So like, I don't even want to leave my county because the rest of Idaho is just, it's the fucking mole people. I, there was this one lady and I get it, you know, they didn't see it like we did. Like we didn't, you know, I had people I know die. I have people like that are still six months later, still dealing with, you know, by, you know, side effects from it. And I'll go somewhere else in Idaho and I'll hear some fucking Trumpian jag off just sitting there going, hey, it's a fucking hoax and my whole neighbor, da, 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 da. And I just walk right up to him. I'm like, hi, I, I'm from, I'm from County. I'm a hotspot. Okay. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and it's like, and their thing is always like, it's a hoax. Like, you ever know? You ever met anyone who fucking had it? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, people have it. That's why I don't. That's why I, you, on reflecting on it, because the, the 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 girl I was hanging out with at the time, she's like, Hannah, stop talking to the mole people. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, good point. But I realized, you know what? They didn't have anybody. They don't know anybody because it was so early. They didn't see it in front of them, so I'm like, okay, Fair you enough. know, like I, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure how small towns work. It seems like it's either they're not, they're they're fine or they're not. Like I have um the 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 people who created our website, they're all web developers. They they apparently live in a small town in in Indianapolis, and I'm sorry, Indiana, and like they're like, oh no, we've been coming into work off this fine. We we haven't really had, we're not really under quarantine right now because our cases aren't very high. And then like two weeks ago, I, I emailed, I called and I emailed. I'm like, where the fuck is everybody? Nobody was answering. And I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, the entire office is in the hospital because we all contracted COVID. I'm like, what? What the fuck happened? I don't, I don't even know if the guy's okay yet. It's been like three weeks. I don't even know if he's fine or not. But all I know is that like he, first, he in, in like July, he was like, yeah, we're, we've just been going to the office. No big deal. And then suddenly they, I find out they all contracted COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they're not taking like precautions and wearing masks and shit like that. And they don't. And, and that's the thing. It's like at my work, everyone was wearing a mask except my boss. So every time I'm in the room with him... The rest of us are wearing masks, but he isn't. And then finally, two weeks ago, one of our employees was in direct contact with somebody that tested positive. And everybody, it, it finally hit home that, you know, we're one idiot away. This, there's the, this, this, uh, this couple, they literally had gotten tested. They weren't feeling well. And they called, you know, our office and said, we, we have a problem with the dishwasher. They don't believe in masks. The husband is hovering over Antonio, and luckily he had a mask on and was wearing gloves. But by that, by Saturday, we found out they they knew this was happening on Thursday. They knew they were waiting for their test results. They get their test results back on Friday, both of them positive. And it was like it, you know, at least woke everybody up. You know, Antonio had to had to basically quarantine for two weeks. You know, we're a pretty small office for less than ten people. 
And realistically, a couple other people should have quarantined as well. But it was like, okay, you know, chances are didn't happen. And let's everyone, you know, finally nail some protocols down. And what it came down to is just like you said, it's like, all you got to do is take a few steps and you'll, you'll have a better chance of not having to have that phone call and not having to have that freak out, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. A few weeks back, like someone who knew had COVID still came and visited our office. And then we had to go work home from home for like three weeks after that just because he was there. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. One of my dumbass coworkers was seeing his sister constantly. He has two kids and he was seeing his sister. And then next, you know, I get a text from him telling, telling me that I was in direct contact with my sister twice this week and she tested positive for COVID. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. And I, and that's when I went to my boss and my gym, like, I'm going to, I have to work from home. This is fucked up. We're not taking it seriously enough. And this, this dumbass is clearly like completely irresponsible. So I had to, yeah, I had to, I had to tell everybody like I'm, I'm working from home and I've been working from home ever since. Um, so people just don't care. They just don't. They don't care, or they're they're, they're dumb. One of the two. <laughs> Probably both. So, hello everybody. Welcome to Dropping Loads. Like always, at Milky Way. And I'm Pouch. And here with us today, the legendary, the mythical, the person we've been talking about for the past four or five years. It is fucking Heno. El Heno El, himself. El Heno. Don't forget, John named him El Heno. El Heno himself. He's finally on the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Happy to be here. Horrible occasion. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the story was, I'm like, God, I, I want to, I've been trying to get Heno on for a bit. Um, It just didn't work out sometimes. And then finally, I'm just like, well, we're going to end soon. <laughs> we got to get Heno on before then. And finally, it worked out. And I'm just like, I, I'm just like so fucking happy that we, we've been talking about Heno for four fucking years. And it's finally happening. It's just too bad that like, like um, uh, that SPJ is not here to talk to him. But I'm, I'm sure he'll find out later. <laughs> yeah. Well, some say the reason we're like going to stop it is because El Heno showed up to the podcast. There you go. <laughs> I mean, like we jumped the shark. That's it. We we. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's true. Yeah, you I mean, can't. You... Nothing. Nothing but down from here. So I gotta end it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like we. The only other thing that I regret not doing on the podcast is bring who's that guy? That guy's name. The the writer of um of the, all those fucking odd news articles that I that I that I um that I read. Um, Ben something. Ben. Yeah. That's I forgot his name, but him. Hooper? Ben Hooper. That's him. That's him. Ben, ben Hooper, Hooper. Yeah. Ben Hooper. Yeah. Damn. Good memory. Um. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only one that I regret not having on. Like he, I, I asked him. He ghosted me. So it just never happened. Cause yeah, that would have been off. that would have been fun. That would have been hysterical, and he would have been like so fucking confused. And he's like, "Why are these guys asking me these questions? I, I just write some articles." <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Ben Hooper is the best. <laughs> Well, I never realized that the whole reason that there's so much freaking Florida man story is because of the, the what is it, like the uh, sunshine rules or whatever, where everything has to be published and everything. Yeah, everything's public. Yeah, and, and yeah. like I never knew that. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense why it's always, you know, because we have, we have a, uh, we just have a local newspaper where I live. And that's like the first, the, the two things I go to, there's, there's one thing, it's called Miscellany 3. It's in like the classified section. It's where everyone just dishes on each other anonymously. And the <laughs> other 
is the the list of all the police reports and court cases because those you know again it's public record and so that's where you find out who you don't want to do business with and and I find out who might be walking into a fucking AA meeting next week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wait. What is? What are you talking about? The sunshine states. What? Wait. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Florida. Like we have to. Uh, it's. It's mandatory for everything to be public, like all court records and everything like that in Florida. So that's why there's so many stories that come out all the time out of here. Is that yeah. unique to Florida? I think so. It's, yeah, yeah, I guess it's unique to certain. I don't know how many. Um, I think it's unique that an entire state has that. I think a lot of times it might be, you know, like like in our area, if you get married, it has to it, it has to be uh, published. Okay. If you, if anyone gets married in this area, it has to be published in the newspaper, and and I don't know if that's unique everywhere, but that's why there's that's why there's always been so much like man, fucking Florida and stuff because other places they don't have to put the stories out. Okay. Yeah, I did yeah, everything's so that. accessible, and that's why there's so many articles written because people could just look up all the all the files and shit and just write up whatever on it. I did not know that. I guess that's why there's so many mug shots of these unfortunate Florida men and women and shit like that. I had no idea. Well, you know, we, we definitely had, like, a ton of material to sift through at the time. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Segments. I mean. They were fun. They were fun at the time. Um, so, I, I, I've just been wondering this for a long time because we never talked about it. But, Heno, you're not, you're not a full-time musician, right? No, no, no. I do. I, I, I do building maintenance for a living and then musician, podcasting, recording stuff. I, I, I write a lot of my own music and record it. Uh, that's all. That's all for fun. Oh, OK. OK. Um, so like so a year before last, I was playing bass. I'm primarily a guitar player, but like in certain areas like this area, cause there's so few people, bass players are like a fucking unicorn. So I was like, yeah, hey, I'll learn to play. I'll, I'll, I, I was asked to do a gig with this drummer I play with and, and I'm like, yeah, I'll play bass. You know, I've, I've got a bass and it's something I always wanted to learn. And we got done and I thought about another musician that I know a guitar player that just doesn't get along with that many people. And I'm like, I'm like, I think we could do this. And so I was playing in two bands and I made a few thousand dollars that year playing music. I was like, awesome, you know. Oh, okay. hell yeah. So Yeah, I remember, didn't, didn't El Hano send a song to uh, for Ness's segment at one point? He sent us two, and um, they were awesome. In case you don't remember, they were fucking great uh, metal riffs. And um, they were just too long to intro, so I always have to cut it to the for the first 10 or 10 or so seconds. Um uh, so, I mean, like, I can throw them all, the whole thing at the end of this if you guys want to hear it, the whole thing this time, so you guys can hear the full-length Henno riff that, that she played for us years ago. I, I think our last episode, the 300, should just be El Henno playing for an hour. <laughs> I'd be down for that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we would have to pay him a few thousand dollars to do that because he does that on the regular, you know? Um, so Come on, the friend discount. <laughs> um so wait like i thought i i was always told that bass and guitar are fairly interchangeable are they not they're not they're not, not even close oh, oh yeah. wow okay bass is just more like keeping the beat it's more like background shit no so like if you're playing punk basically the bass follows the guitar so it is pretty much interchangeable okay right but if you're playing funk blues 
any of the other genres that aren't like even i mean to a degree i guess you could say metal especially the prog stuff but for the most part like funk blues rhythm and blues well country obviously they are so separate from the guitar and they're basically locked in with the drums no, but like I heard, from, I was told somewhere I could. I mean, that person could be an idiot, but I was told somewhere that that basically every guitar player can play bass, but not every bass player can play guitar. Can play guitar. No, I would say it's the other way around. The I other mean, way around. Okay. Right. So, no. To become like a lead guitar player, that's that's a little difficult. I think any bass player. It can be a guitar player, a, a rhythm guitar player, no problem. Okay. They'll probably be a better guitar player because they actually have learned to play with the drummer. But guitar players, I can tell a bass player that is has was a guitar player first most of the time because mm-hmm. they're not following the drummer, and that's the key. And that's what that's what makes like really good music that grooves and this is where i say the exception like some metal the bass player basically just follows the the guitar players but there or i take it like in the case of iron maiden since that is one of the bands that gets mentioned on this podcast a lot Uh that's that's a band where the guitar players are following the bass player (laughs) but for the most part usually what's happening is good groove in music the bass player is playing along with that kick drum and they're locked in together and that's where the that's where the thump in your chest happens and that's where the rhythm happens having both those things happen at the same time and guitar players don't think in those terms guitar players are just cruising along they're not thinking about locking with a drummer i see because I thought, like, technically, like, it's a matter of, like, just learning how to play the instrument. I thought that that was interchangeable. But you're talking about, like, the what's being played. Okay, I understand. There's so much. A bass, I'll put you this way. A band that doesn't have a good rhythm section will will never get anywhere. I mean, it, it's just, it's rare that you have some, uh, a, a bass player that isn't locked in with the drummer that ever gets anywhere. Because it's just so fundamental. It, but it's something that nobody in the audience ever pays attention to or is aware of because you got freaking, you know, guy up in front going, you know, and then the lead singer, you know, and that's what you're looking at. Yeah. It, but the, the whole the music is, and the reason that I was able to do it is to make that transition is because for years I played by myself with a drummer. So like I learned how to play guitar and then my guitar teacher said, hey, you know, the the drummer that works at the music store here, he doesn't play with anybody. You guys should get together and jam. And we played for years, just the two of us. So I learned how to lock in with a drummer and I just inherently instantly start to play along with the drummer. So when it came to switching to play bass, it was easy. And then then there's just then there's just the learning part of it, like you know, certain genres of music, you know, every, everyone's heard uh, a blues. The the bass player is is laying down this foundation where the guitar players are playing actually very little over the top of it. They're really just flavoring, you know, and, and then, of course, funk and then anything where you have slap bass, that's that's a whole different level. You know, that's the bass player as a percussionist, too. So, OK, OK. So being that, I remember there was a contention before where Milky accused you of, of playing Freebird 
um, while riding your motorcycle in the wind. And <laughs> he... it's like I could have been playing Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, and you were so quick to be like, no, metal all the way. So your t- I want to know, I want to know your top five i guess top your top metal bands how about that i don't want to put a number top on five free bird covers <laughs> <laughs> my favorite covers are metal covers like like uh, like i love depeche mode but i love depeche mode metal covers even better <laughs> but i'm a i'm a huge like when i go to the gym it's chevelle it's tool uh, you know and and then if i'm feeling nostalgic you know, of course, it's Metallica or Megadeth. I was never really a big Slayer guy, but I pretty much love all. You know, I if it if it really hits, like if the guitar hits hard, and the drums are there, like that's why I've never been. Of course, at first is like, oh, Nickelback, fuck them. But you know what? They've got some albums that sound amazing, and they're huge. You know, and if you don't like them for whatever reason, that's fine. But it's like the tones are there. Everything's there. Um, Dream Theater, as far as like Guitar Hero, uh, you know, more of a prog metal. Uh, I'm a giant typo negative fan. Huge. I mean, you know, Peter Steele being dead is just a crime Um, because no one will ever be able to do goth metal like they did. Wait, I I think Elhano's cutting off. Either he's cutting off or did I just hear him defend uh, Nickelback. He did. <laughs> I did. <Yeah>. I did. <laughs> I swear, that is some of the best hard rock produced guitar, drum, and bass in the music industry. I mean, it just is. Um, you don't like the music? Fine. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I agree with typo negative. I, I do love typo negative. But then, then I'm super into punk. Uh, my like my intro. I I saw. I I was lucky being. I grew up in the Bay Area. Oh my God! I have one. So there's one podcast you guys did a few back where you were saying some somebody was 46 and they're and you're like fuck that guy's old. I'm like God damn. What are these? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was I was around in the the. I was finally able to go, start going to like clubs in the early 80s when I was, you know, 11 and 12 years old. And I got to see a lot of the early punk bands, you know, Black Flag and the Dead Kennedys and uh, Stiff Little Fingers, who, who are even, you know, precede them. And we had these great little clubs. And so I was introduced to punk at an early age, like the real, real deal punk. And then, uh, but then I got into my, once I got into playing guitar, it was all Iron Maiden, Ozzy, you know, Randy Rhodes, except I just, all I listened to is your, your, your basic, you know, what was considered heavy metal at the time, Judas Priest, that kind of stuff. But uh, it was Husker Du and uh, Bob Mould, who's also, there's like my biggest influence as a songwriting, it would be uh, Bob Mould and uh, Dave Grohl, because Foo Fighters. I mean, and then now, because I'm playing bass, I'm super into going back and listening to old 70s disco and R&B. And, you know, there's I even listened to like country for a while in the late 90s. <laughs> like most people be like, I love all music except country. I'm like, eh, I even like some country. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind country either. Um, country, I'm, I'm fine with that. Everybody has like the two 
genres and that's classical and country i'm like whoa what the fuck man They're, they seem okay to me i mean like nah. i kind of understand country but i don't hate it you know the two genres i cannot stand are fucking grindcore and uh black metal yeah i'm with you on that i i don't like this the vocal the, it kind of bums me out sometimes because i'll hear a band and i'm like oh my god the music's awesome and then the guy comes in just like yeah same yeah same. exactly like there's like a lot of grindcore bands that have really good musicians but just they all seem to want to play at different beats or different rhythms all at once and it's just like what the fuck is this like i hate grindcore so much the the old like that's why i like like a lot of the bands like ness is into just the power metal shit and it's awesome for like old fuckers like me there's guys <laughs> that are doing power metal today that it's never been done better than you ever have and what's cool about it is you can always understand what the singers you know saying and singing about and usually the music is just really good and heavy yeah know? and it sounds like together so you said you you grew up in the bay area yeah san francisco uh, i grew yeah. up in the county i call it the it's the golden ghetto it's basically it because in the 70s and 80s, uh, San Francisco had like a legendary punk scene, no? It, it was, it was well, Dead Kennedys, that was, that was the, Dead Kennedys was the San Francisco punk band. But you know, LA was really where it was at. I mean, that's where Bl Black Flag. Um, yeah. It was basically the West Coast was, you know. Didn't the lead singer of Dead Kennedys try to run for mayor or some shit like that? All sorts of stuff, super politically minded. Jello Biafra. Yeah. Yeah, just a total, total kook. <laughs> I wonder how that would have been, having like a punk rock singer as like some sort of a politician or official in any city would have probably been a mess. Well, been like that, that. There was that band in the late 80s and early 90s, Midnight Oil from Australia. Their lead singer, he's like, God, the guy's like six foot four or something and just bald. He actually ran for office and 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 I think he might have been like a governor or something. Yeah, like, damn. He actually went for it. You know, all their songs he he was singing about politically based stuff and he's like, fuck it, I'll put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, this, I mean... this, all these random people become politicians. Like, didn't fucking Kane from WWE did the same thing? Yeah, I was about to mention that. Yeah, Kane is like a, a elected official of some sort. I think he's a mayor. Why so not? weird. Yeah, why not? I, I ran for town council. It was awesome. Glad yeah. I did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. I would have been like, holy shit, if if, if Hanno got it, I would have been fucking sick. Uh, I didn't mind not getting it because I ended up on like a it was a like a parks committee that I did for I don't know a little over a year before I started you know playing in the two bands. I'm like that's just too much, but it was cool to like the best part is when I get into political shit with people. And and they start talk, you know, they they start talking about uh, service and pol politics and stuff. I'm like, you ever run for office? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut him down real quick. <laughs> um. So w were you still in California during like the glam phase when you know Motley Crue and Guns and shit like that were coming up? Oh, hell yeah, that was that was my that I mean that was part of my jam. Yeah, that was freshman <laughs> high school. It was, so there was this. Uh, there's a magazine called Bam Magazine. It was Barry and Music, and uh, Molly Crew was pulling out full page ads in that magazine. And so we saw the Shout at the Devil, like their their makeup and everything. And it was just like, what the fuck is this, you know? And 
like uh, me and uh, so Neil from Dark. So I got into you guys because of Neil's wife, Annalise, from Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. And Neil and I uh, met when we were in high school, and we were just super into glam. <laughs> I don't. There's we I gotta find these photos. There's some photos of us just like just fully doing <laughs> going into the city and checking out music. I mean, Barry was awesome. Like there was the the Mabuhe Gardens was right basically across the street from the stone. And the stone, you could go in there, you could see uh, you know, bands like Fishbone, uh, they would bring in hip hop acts that Soundgarden uh, at that at time before they were even really well known then you have all the hair metal and then you go across the street to the punk club and there was black flag and you know the dead kennedys and and all sorts of just other uh punk bands and then the east bay was at that time metallica was had just moved up and they were you know they were starting to put out their stuff in the 80s i mean barry was freaking awesome even even like then you have journey and starship and and you know the doobie brothers and then of course grateful dead so i i went to school with a lot of the grateful dead's kids and it's it's just weird you know to 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 me they were just like a garage band like i i didn't get it at all you know <laughs> yeah speaking of grateful dead i don't get them and i don't get their fucking those deadheads that Same. follow them all the time. i just don't get it so once i went to a concert i got it oh, oh really okay i started dating a deadhead and I, <laughs> there was like one song cuz here's the thing on the radio what you hear is basically the the like little tip of the iceberg of what they do as far as music goes. And I never knew that. And so here I start dating this deadhead. This is way after Jerry died. And she took me to my first show and I w got into that, into that, you know, it was a hol uh, Halloween. It was a, a new year's Eve show. And, um, I think we, we dropped some acid or something. And all of a sudden it was just like, Holy fuck. Okay. I get it now. Like I just, I'm like, I get it. And after that, I went to show after show after show after show because it's, it's something else. But, but exactly. Yeah. Does it, do you need to drop acid to like no. it? No. Because <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. Like I'm just like, listen to it. It's just riffing for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. Granted that, that part of it can, it, that, that it helps to be on something for that. Yeah. <laughs> feel of the audience so the first time i this was i got i went to the show it was the first time the band was all together and they called themselves well they they called themselves the other ones there were grateful dead split up into two kind of camps and it was the first time they brought the camps back together uh post jerry's death and they did the, these shows in oakland and it was called they like i said they called themselves the other ones and robert hunter who wrote all the lyrics for the music opened by himself on an acoustic guitar and listening to the entire crowd singing along with them like you couldn't help but feel it like i knew none of the music and i was just in absolute awe and and i like i said that's why i said okay i get this this is the biggest fucking family i've ever been sitting in the middle of it it was amazing that's because you've never been to the gathering of the juggalos <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this dude is like the biggest salesman for the gathering of the juggalos dude go and i'm down yeah. whoop whoop i actually would really love to go half as a joke but half because i want to experience it so i'll tell you the most the 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 
opposite version of that is going to a, a, a George Clinton P Funk All Stars. Uh-huh. That is like the Grateful Dead for people of color, <laughs> and it also feels the same. When I was when I was I was pretty young. I, I think I was still in high school. And uh, we ended up in the East Bay at a hip hop show. I think it was, I want to say it was like Houdini. God, I'm forgetting who else, who opened up. Uh, But anyhow, it was the weirdest thing because we were like five white boys and it was just a sea of black. And like, it was cool though, because at first we're freaking out because we stood out like bad. Cause one of my friends was super into hip hop from like, I remember we were like in the eighth grade and I went over to his house and I just got the new Def Leppard and, and he's got this Michael Jackson album <laughs> and it was off the wall. So he's like wearing a sweater and shit. And I'm like, what, what, what is this garbage? And the next thing you know, it's like, Fat Boys, Run DMC, you know, like Houdini, all this real old school hip hop. But I got super into it and I just go along and I had like super long hair at the time. But that's what I realized. It's like certain genres of music just have it's like whenever you watch a uh, like a metal show in like Brazil and, you know, you hear the like especially like Iron Maiden and you hear the entire fucking crowd Barely speak English, singing along with every word. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, sometimes I feel like uh, foreign audiences like Brazil, like South America or Europe just enjoy our American music way more than people here. Like you go to a, so there is no genres when you go to a festival in in Europe. They'll stick anybody next to each other because it doesn't fucking matter. They're not all hung up on that shit. And that's why I loved growing up in the Bay Area because I was, I, could listen to Devo and then listen to, you know, uh, Ozzy and nobody was going to give me shit for it. You know, it didn't matter. You could be into new wave. You could be into metal. You could be into punk. You could be into hip hop when it started coming around. And, and it, there was no, you know, it was, everyone was cool with it. Uh, just like that story about you guys at that George Clinton concert just reminded me of a buddy of mine. He, um, he had a he had a friend who was in the Marilyn Manson, and my buddy is not in the Marilyn Manson at all. So one day, like his his friend, um, kind of surprised him with pit tickets to a Manson concert, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." And he walks in with a pink polo shirt. He's in the middle of a sea of black shirts, <laughs> and like Manson pinpoints him with his eyes and just stares at him throughout the most of the show. Oh God! <laughs> First of all, going go to a metal show or like. Just with a pink shirt's already a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, he felt super awkward. Um, he just kept telling me that Manson couldn't like would look away for a second, then look right back at him in the middle of the the pit and shit like that. Everybody's going ape shit and they're in, in like black and monotone colors, and he's the only one wearing a bright ass shirt. And he just kept telling me Manson was staring a hole through him, and I'm like, okay, that's that's on you, buddy. I don't know why you thought you wore like a pink shirt to a Manson concert. That's just probably the brightest thing Manson has ever seen. Isn't he always gloomy and shit? You know, Couch, I listened. I because you you said it it was good. I went and listened to the new album, and yeah, he's still, you know, he's just he's just not that good of a songwriter. But because of who he brought on to help him write songs, the album's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, I like that album because it doesn't sound like his other shit from beforehand. Yeah, like, yeah well. It, it's it's actually some of it is sounds like how he started. It's like they brought someone in that said, "Hey, let's go back to what worked." You know. 
Well, I mean, like, the, the title track sounds nothing like anything he's ever played before, and that title track is good, you know? Like, I, I like that title track a lot. And it sounds, like, vaguely country-ish, a little bit of pop. It doesn't sound like his, his hard shit back when he first started. Um, I don't know, like, he, he used to, to me, he used to be a really good lyricist back in the day, but nowadays, I'm not so much. Like, there's a lot of repetition, it's just, I don't know, I was genuinely surprised by how good that album was, because the last two albums were just fucking trash. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you, have you tried the new Ozzy one yet? I that's I, I depart with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like it? Oh, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I just yeah. I'm a Zach Wild. Like I wanted to be Zach Wild. <laughs> so you know, it's like he it, uh, Ozzy ends when Zach isn't there. So <laughs> I, I just don't. I just think there has to be like an age limit, right, for some of these musicians, where you just tell them like just fucking stop. Or do you think he should go on forever? Like, how old is Ozzy? Isn't he, like, 84? He's 70. God, he looks so bad. He does. <laughs> God, he looks so terrible. If you can keep doing it, and that's the thing, like, a lot of a lot of writers, they, they, they had their whole edge because of their lifestyle. And then they eventually almost died, and then they said, I can't do that lifestyle, and they didn't learn how to still be good writers. Like there's so many artists where I'm like, okay, you're sober now. Now you suck. <laughs> you know, like yeah. songs about being sober and it's like, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the only one that did that was probably Lemmy. Wasn't he just going to the day he died? Oh, nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, but then like there's then there's David Bowie. Like he, he he the last album he put out, I didn't listen to all of it, but like the few tracks I listened to were fucking incredible. And he was like in his, I think he was like in his sixties when he passed away. You know, like I don't think it matters what what age you are if you want to put out music and if it's still good, why does it matter? If you're like Ozzy, who's fucking needs to be you know propped up on stage and probably can't even walk on there, I feel like that's just dangerous to do that. You know when you you can hear it when someone's fucking mailing it in. You know it. You know it's like you know when they they're not delivering it like they did. Like even like uh, when Eminem came back around, and and the the when he finally was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna stop popping pills and and writing fucking garbage pop, and he came back and he wrote a good album and it had integrity and he had drive and it was there. It's like you could believe. It's like okay, yeah, he's back. He's in it, you know, and, and you can tell when, when someone's not and when they're just like throwing up an album, you know, and that's why like the Aussie, the, the single that he did with Elton John, it's like, I'll give him props for that because I get the message and I appreciate it. And it, there's, there's something about it that has some integrity, but most of it's like, eh, you know. Fair enough. I really like, I mean, to me, that's the best track on the album, so whatever, it's fine. Um, I just thought, like, his singing was fantastic on it, and then Slash the solo at the end was good. Elton John sounded good. Like, I just thought the album was, fu- that, that song is, like, flawless. Like, I think it's, I think it's a great song. Um, I feel like Hanoff might feel a little left out that he's the only one with a camera on. That's <laughs> You know, I'm just hoping that, well, unfortunately, I had the feedback, so the dogs ran away. Usually, they'll come, and I was hoping that they'd at least show up, and so you can see them walking around in the background. Uh, Oh. I I can't have my dog do that. She would just start barking at everything. She will. And she's loud. Yeah. It was about, I think, I went maybe four, it was at least four months that I didn't listen to the podcast, and when I popped back on... Like four or five months, 
And when I pop back on, I could totally hear the difference in your voice, Milky, and I could hear the difference in Ness's voice from from him losing weight. It was a trip. Like oh yeah, my voice has changed drastically. Yeah, with with your everything that you you know the, everything that you've done as far as treatment. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! It was such a trip. I'm like, that's fucking Milky. <laughs> no, like if if I listen to any podcast like from you know couple of years back it's just like it, it doesn't even sound like that's me anymore it sounds completely different it's wild and this is the one thing i this is why i listen to you guys is because you when when i compare you to a lot of the people that are your age where i live your lives are fucking interesting and like there's there's something about it about can getting to hear about what somebody else is going through in another part of the country because the world events are all happening to to us all at the same time and then it's just how are you handling it and there's it's i got some fucking dumbasses that live around here (laughs) (laughs) we feel the same way about people around us yeah (laughs) yeah And I don't know, maybe maybe it's just you, but it's it's it, it, it's you, you know I I do have to say that your core group, right off the bat, it it was to me I'm like wow these this is like a family, and you know the heartbreak has been there too like a family, but there it it's it drew it drew me in and kept me listening because of everybody that you have around you and. You have interesting human beings around you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that was always like uh, when Pau Chana decided to start it, like my idea was always to just try to bring everyone we knew that would do it just to be on it. Because I think I think my friends are more interesting than I am half the time. So instead of just hearing myself talk all the time, I would rather introduce everyone. And I I think it worked out pretty well where we had like semi-permanents come in every so often and it just built something. Yeah. And that was like like. being able to have, because you did that, it's like I felt like I had separate inner. I, I was like listening to four different podcasts at a time in a way. <laughs> I mean, the show would shape itself differently for every every you know semi permanent. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that we're like we have a very very diverse group of friends. Everybody's different. Every personality is different. Everybody has their own taste in whatever they listen to or whatever they they're into. Um, and at the same time, you know, we're like a multicultural group as well. So everybody comes with different perspectives from their different cultures. You know, like I we, whenever we go out, we're usually the loudest um, group there. But at the very least, like we're a cast of very, very di- different characters versus another loud ass group somewhere else in the restaurant, for instance. You know, like we're just we just we're far different compared to everybody else around us. You know, and like I think it's also because of the fact that like you know you live in a fairly boring state versus Florida. Yeah, he lives in Ohio. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right because uh, seriously, that it's the 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 multicultural aspects of it. You are a lot more open-minded to differences, and you well, you guys are seeing what you have in common rather looking at what makes you different, and you're bringing everyone in. And to me, I love that. That's that is that. I just don't have that here. It's like it's so fucking white and and (laughs) drink. And even people that I think are cool eventually end up just wearing fucking camo. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah. 
I think it has a lot to do, not just that we're from South Florida, but it has a lot to do with the city we most of us grew up in. Because most of us are from the same area, from North Miami Beach. And I feel like even here in Florida, you see people that have their friends group. And it's always kind of divided, like Hispanic groups, you know, black groups, yeah. Asian groups. But like our crew has always been like, because North Miami Beach is just so mixed. Like there's Asian people there. And it's like, it's, it's a huge mix of everything. So it, it, our group always just felt like just a bunch of different like misfits from whatever fucking category just put together. And I, I always like that so much about our group. And I do notice a lot of times when we go out, it's still like, yeah, we stand out. It's just like different color next to each other rather than like every other group that's out there with us, just particular pockets of the same thing. Yeah, like I, like I was like it's just um, they're very clicky in the high schools here. I don't know if that's something that happens in you know a vast sea of whiteness, but like in 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 Miami, it's very clicky. You know, you'll see the Haitians kind of hanging out with the Haitians. You'll see the Latinos and Latinas hanging out with the with the with the, with the Hispanics. You know, it's, it's very clicky. Some a but you know Asians sometimes. I had an Asian click in middle school, but that that disbanded very quickly. Um, it was only four of us. You know, <laughs> so like it it wasn't it wasn't very and it wasn't very good i mean i'm still friends with one of them to this day he's cool but like what well, he you know he's in arizona now like i don't talk to him that frequently um but yeah it's very clicky at least in my high school that's how it was and then like us we're just so different like you'll, you'll see paco wearing like this big ass vest with pins and giant patches on it and shit like that and then you'll see you you know when eugene was live you'll see eugene next door next to her and he's wearing the, the like the tightest um the k-pop clothing you've ever seen you know like and then you'll have me just wearing a t-shirt and shorts like it, it's just it's so different amongst all of us and it's just not like that in most of miami and most of the high schools that i grew up in and shit like the schools i grew up in yeah now what what got you guys into going in going to japan uh well i always wanted because like i was illegal here for so many years i was illegal for about 12 years and i wasn't able to travel anywhere and I was always like just like dreaming of like traveling places because if I left, I would never be able to come back. So, uh, and then eventually, when I was able to travel, every year my roommate at the time, Nicolo, he would ask me, "Hey, you want to go to Japan? You want to go to Japan?" And I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I can't afford it. Can't afford it. Can't afford it." And one year he was like, "Hey, you want to go to Japan?" I was like, "Actually, I think I could because I was, you know." I was already I had a better job. I was I finally became a, a resident and I was able to travel and then just came together and from then the moment we landed over there i think most of us just fell in love with it that's awesome see that's the other thing uh, people around here literally never left fucking idaho he's <laughs> 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 like you know you guys are like hey let's go to another country hey i'm i'm seeing a therapist you know yeah. <laughs> there's this 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 level of open-mindedness and 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 like let's try something new you know, instead of just beating myself in the head with the same fucking thing until I'm dead, you know, it's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, I like I've oh, I like I, I like traveling. Like I caught the travel bug not too long ago. Like overall, I never really ha over talked to you. I've, I totally forgot about you doing your little like little tours. It's so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I've always wanted, I didn't have wanderlust a whole lot growing up or in my teens or in my 20s, you know, I just didn't have it. Um, but then recently, I'm like, fuck, now I like, I like, I like traveling, so this 
pandemic has been shit for me um but overall like uh when it came down to it i never really cared to go to japan that much like it wasn't that big of a thing being asian i'm not like fascinated i'm not jerking off the japanese culture and shit like that not like a, a lot of people um so i'm just like yeah whatever sure and, and it never and it never really occurred to me to go to japan and then one day when everybody started talking about it, i'm just like well if I don't go with these people, I'm probably never gonna go. So I'm just gonna fucking go. Because, like, why not? It sounds like fun. And I decided just to go. And, um, and I enjoy it. And, like, like Milky said, we all kind of, the moment we got off the plane, we all just fell in love with the country. And we just wanted to go back. And obviously we did. So that's, that's me. Um, like, it, I, I mean, my story isn't, isn't nearly as interesting as Milky's. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's why I wanted to go. Um, and now I'm like, yeah, I have, like, some serious wanderlust. I like going, I like going to a lot of places now i think it was like before you caught the travel bug i specifically remember uh pouch saying when we brought up the idea of going to japan he's like i'm not gonna be on a plane for 24 hours <laughs> that's what i said that's, that is what i said because like i remember my plane my trips to thailand and i fucking hated it it's like it's like 11 12 hours and you're like you know you're fucking nine and you're just you're losing your mind and you're fidgeting because you can't really move and i was like i can't do that and now i'm like yeah, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well i just admire that you you even take off and go on little little trips just by yourself yeah like some people are like fuck i wouldn't even go to a movie by myself and you're like fuck i'm going to another state yeah, that yeah. that took time, but that took a lot of time. That's me working on my mental health and shit like that. Cause like I used to be like, si it's huge. It's absolutely huge to do that. Yeah, but that's just me working on my mental health. Like I um, I like you know I had a I had a breakdown and then I had like a lot of depression um for a while and like and I also had like really bad anxiety and like. At a certain point, I'm, I, I wouldn't go and I wouldn't do certain things if I didn't have anybody coming with me. And finally, I'm just like, well, I'm missing out on so much shit when, whenever I choose not to do, not to do something because nobody, nobody's coming with me. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it because otherwise I'm never going to experience these things that I want to experience. So I just started doing shit by myself. It's very, very therapeutic. Um, I go to movies by myself frequently. Sometimes I go out to eat by myself, but above all else, I, 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 I both love and hate traveling by myself. I love it because I'm free to just what make whatever decisions I want to make if i want to sit in the hotel room for about two hours and then go out i can if i if if i want to just stay out the entire time i can and i choose what i want to do but then at the other top part is like i can't experience this with somebody I, I can't talk to somebody sometimes i'll just not i won't say anything for like five or six hours because there's nobody to talk to unless i'm talking to myself so that i mean like again that just came with like years of repression and finally understanding and i'm just like i'm never going to experience anything if i don't just do things and that's why i just started doing things by myself I need to get you on the crazy life to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think we were, we've been planning for me to go on for a long time on that podcast. But that I think that's a great angle. Like, it's always it's always nice to have like kind of a topic, right? You know, it's anyone can talk about. Okay, I, you know, I, I had anxiety, or I had this, or or you know, I had, uh, you know, a breakdown, or or you know, whatever it is, and then everyone's recovery story. That's easy and stuff. But then taking it somewhere, that's you got you have inspiration there. You can totally inspire people. That's and that's what we like to talk about. It's like those are the wins. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
that that yeah but that's that's why i started going off to as many places as i could by myself i mean it all started when i when i was when i had to go to comic-con by myself because nobody's gonna just drop everything and go to comic-con in july when they can't go and i'm the only one around me that has a ticket and i can't get another ticket and shit like that so i'm just like okay out of necessity i'm gonna go and it was awesome and then i experienced these this couple fighting in the middle of the that was fun but anyway um <laughs> uh what's it called so that's why that's when it started and after that i'm just like okay i guess i gotta start I, I guess i can like i can do this i can leave and go out by myself and the end the, the world doesn't end you know i can experience these things by myself without worrying about being anxious or scared that i won't be able to go because i can do it i know i can do it i went to a whole different state by myself so i can do it I, I just try to go off as much as i can now but obviously not during the pandemic yeah the pandemic has been a pain in the ass when it comes to like traveling and shit like that ruined our trip to japan this year fucked up some other trips i had earlier in the year so we'll see whenever life comes back. Yeah, I'm in Jamaica right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Doing what? What are you going to do in Jamaica? Just, beach life? Yeah, just total, just go to the beach. You know, my wife's always like, yeah, let's go check out this or that or that. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she got me to go to this cool hummingbird, like little hummingbird sanctuary I, I posted some of that stuff on facebook last year it was amazing freaking hummingbird lands on my finger <laughs> like, I'm like, i got the stupidest like the look on my face of just pure stupid joy <laughs> it's cool <laughs> yeah so, the resort that we go to there's they have four resorts that are, so it's couples only there's no kids and uh they closed two of the resorts down because they just they were just they weren't had. A, they didn't have enough people there to justify keeping them open, and we could have gone to the other resorts, but they're not really kind of our favorite. So, and we're like, well, you know, things probably won't be that good by October, so let's just put it off till January. So we rebooked for January, but now, you know, this fucking country sucks. <laughs> it's not gonna get better. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Like I had a trip, yeah. I had a trip planned to go to Colorado, and that's gone too. Um, is that a trip that you? Is that a trip you got that you you take with to see Annalise and and uh, Neil too? I feel like you guys go to Jamaica frequently. They've been like Neil's been going to Jamaica for decades, but they they pretty much that's their annual vacation for at least two weeks, and then. Uh, Sharon and I, we went to Hawaii uh, during the wintertime a couple times. And, and then I said, well, why don't we go to Jamaica? You, you know, cause I, I, and she's, he, she used to work for a Mexico travel agency. So she's like super into Mexico, knows everything about Mexico. And I'm just, it's just not my thing. I'm just, it, culturally, it's just not interesting to me. Um, not, not, I just, I've used to go to Mexico all the time when I jet skied. So it's like, I kind of had my fill. Um, that's all I'm saying about it. It's like, I want to go see, do something new. And, uh, we went to Jamaica and then I also proposed to her. And so we got married there the first time and, and she absolutely fell in love with it. And so did I. And so now it's like, that's just going to be our annual trip is, you know, go to Jamaica. But we're also looking at like maybe going to Costa Rica one time or, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. See me being like Hispanic. All of these countries, Mexico, Costa Rica, don't interest me at all. Yeah, I just like. Yeah, and I don't. I don't like. I would go down to Baja all the time. You know, we grab our jet skis, we head down there. We're literally hanging out on the beach, hanging out with the locals. Like it's like it deep in the culture. Not not staying in fucking resorts, not that kind of stuff. And it's like I experienced it. I I dug it. I fucking loved it and it's like you know maybe she there's a part on the 
on the other side, on the Gulf side, that this little town called Tulum that she loves, unfortunately, they got slammed with a fucking hurricane, I guess, today. But um, they've got some amazing, they've really um, pushed their conservation and environmental kind of protections as they've realized that that's key to their tourism. And so they've got some really neat things like these under underground like rivers where you just can go float for miles i guess and and that looks kind of cool so i might be into that stuff it's you know what it is i don't want to go somewhere where i'm gonna be fucking shitting myself for a whole fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good reason it's just not and it's gonna happen yeah just like i don't want to go to france because i don't want it to smell like shit the whole time i'm there <laughs> and i don't want to some fucking asshole, you know, just <laughs> yeah, I was a fucking friend asshole, right? You know, because <laughs> yeah. I speak the language right, you know, that's why I love <laughs> Jamaica, it's English, cool. <laughs> <Everybody's> yeah. <cool. laughs> no, but there's something kind of cool about being lost as fuck. Like when we go to Japan and we have no idea what anyone's saying, it seems kind of cool. You see a white guy, you both point at each other, like, yeah, we're not from here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big fan of uh, of getting lost. So like, getting lost in, in countries uh, that you don't speak the language freak me out. So like, there's a lot of countries I'm probably not gonna go to because I don't speak the language, you know. Um, but then someone told me that Singapore is amazing and they speak English over there. I'm like, well, that's on my list now. <laughs> yeah, I think the Philippines is the same. A lot of people speak English. Well, I'm yep. good. I'm good with the Philippines. I don't think I want to go over there. <laughs> Wow! I tried Filipino right. food for the for the first time not too long ago, and it has too many onions in it, and like they make dry ass fried chicken. <laughs> so Heno's here. Heno's here, not trying to go to Mexico, and you don't want to go to the Asian Mexico. That's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. You know, as an Asian, I recognize that the Filipinos are are the Mexicans of Asia. <laughs> yeah, that, this is thing that I heard. A friend of mine saying it's one of those things that that you know that it's the dudes say to each other once and it sticks in your head forever and it was <laughs> fucking just hammered one night and he goes fucking Filipinos they have the softest pussies <laughs> <laughs> he said that to me like thirty five years ago I still remember jeez. Dude, must have fucking tested every single pussy from every country. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, are, you, are you are you working on the the international Don Francisco promise? Oh wait, that's a wrong, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, because I was like, oh man, you know, for SPJ, how many states am I certified in now? <laughs> <laughs> I think SPJ is not even certified anymore. I don't know if he's kept renewing his uh, thing or not. Damn well, better be out there renewing the membership. <laughs> yeah. It's a service, man. That is a service. <laughs> it will be a very sad day when Don Francisco passes away, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what we'll have to do is just fill some milky booty holes. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, but like, yeah, I think SPJ is probably hasn't been renewing it with during quarantine and shit. So, be like me and have a poly family, because then you're, yeah. and you get to go. You still get to go around and fulfill these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 
So uh, that um, that couples resort you go to in Jamaica is it a swingers resort? Oh no, they haven't. They all they have a nude beach everywhere, but it's not a it's not a swingers at all. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. It's the the one that we go to in Negril is like right next door to Hedonism, and and every time we go, I'm like, okay, let's go over to Hedonism, but then we don't. So <laughs> maybe next time we'll see. <laughs> so my. My first image of Heno was on Twitter, and he was wearing a cowboy hat and sunglasses. Do you still have that cowboy hat somewhere? Oh, yeah, it's in the corner. <laughs> you can't see it. The, there's something in front of it. But, yeah, it's sitting on top of that soundproofing shit back there okay. next to the paint. Wow. I thought you pawned it for that microphone. Uh, <laughs> is that, like, a, a frequent go-to? Do you wear that hat often? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's for when I want that effect. I'm not like that there's just there's too much of the well it, like in back in the bay area kind of the rockabilly scene a lot of people wore the cowboy hats and so it was kind of cool you know because like i had i had cowboy boots from when i was playing metal and then and then eventually it was like okay well that's not cool anymore because <laughs> stop you know when grunge came around you know i can't wear cowboy boots anymore um but i brought them i brought them over here and i realized it was kind of unique because everyone else was looked like they stepped out of a fucking eddie bauer catalog i was like jesus it's fucking plaid and camo <laughs> but yes yeah. that's why but then you've got like all the all the the like there's like legit cowboys here so <laughs> i tried to use it when i'll wear it when like i'm playing a show Be but so it's i'm i'm doing a music thing so i'm not trying to you know I, yeah I, I, what, you know what i mean otherwise maybe they might call you a poser if you just walk out with <laughs> like i've never been i've always been somewhat eclectic in my clothing choices not to the extreme like a lot of people are but i definitely do not fit into molds i hate it i usually like if my hair is long i'm coloring it pink or purple or do just doing something just to just to be different because there's not so the sex pistols the funniest thing that happened with uh, johnny rotten is these guys kind of started what was the punk image right the sex pistols are really responsible for the safety pins and the 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 you know torn up clothing and this and that but then eventually it became a uniform and their whole point was to not be fucking uniform you know is is to not wear a uniform to not look like everybody else is to be different and then everyone started to look like each other and and it really pissed them off and the first time i heard him talk about that i was like okay you know, because I did that in all the other, you know, when it was the hair metal, look like the hair metal, you know, bands. And when it was, you know, grunge, look like that. And then, you know, fucking get a fanny pack and, you know, all the fucking shit. And after a while, I'm like, no, just be yourself. Yeah, that's what I tell Paco all the time when she goes to throw in her punk vest. I'm just like, oh, I got to put on that fucking uniform again. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like, you know, punk is everything about. Like, seriously, it's why I love. Uh, I read. Uh, well, John Lydon, I, I read his book and he talks about it so much. He's like, here we were trying to be rebellious and we all fucking put on a uniform. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So since you own cowboy boots and wear them, do the cowboy boots go over or under the jeans? They go under the jeans always. They always go. So if you see someone wearing them over the jeans, 
then How do you feel about that person? It depends on who that person is. So if it's a woman, awesome. If they're gay, even better. <laughs> <laughs> wearing short cutoff jeans, cowboy boots, and they're gay, I love that person. <laughs> but just a, just a seemingly straight man with his jeans and his boots are over his jeans. I would not understand. <laughs> Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> Cowboys don't do that shit around here. So, <laughs> wait, hold on. When you see, when you say, like, I, I'm just trying to figure out the image here. When you say over the the boots, you mean that you you put the legs over the boots versus tucking them into the the boots, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you wear actual boot jeans where the jeans flare out so they can go over the boots, so you yeah. don't see boot. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the like nobody wears their cowboy boots with uh, their shorts. Like I said, <laughs> that's their <laughs> statement, and there's certain statements that I approve of. <laughs> Anybody that's gay, lesbian, you know, trans, whatever, you make your statement. <laughs> but most dudes who do that, if they're straight, especially if they're you know, I was like, I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I just found an image that proves exactly what you're saying. Give me a second so I can send it. Where the fuck is it? There you oh. go. You have a gay one and a straight man, both in one picture wearing cowboy boots. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You have it. <laughs> wow, you're so on point, dude. Yeah. Your knowledge of cowboy boots is through the roof. <laughs> Hey, if you're going to sports, you know, if you're going to sport certain parts of, uh, you know, clothing and outerwear, you should know a little bit about them. Like also that image, they, the, the, you got the, um, the fanny pack around the shoulder. <laughs> is, is that a cowboy thing? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you better, you damn well better be able to pull that off thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we we do know that he's trying to make a statement, just like Hanno said. Like he's look at look yeah. how fucking flashy and loud his outfit is. So he's definitely trying to make a statement with that. That's no, like, for sure. That's like hip hop cowboy kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he's come out as gay, so it it like it, it makes perfect sense to what Hanno just said. Yeah. 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 Totally. I love people that are flying. <laughs> <in. laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like, I've never even seen a cowboy boot in real life. <laughs> no one in Miami is walking around with fucking cowboy boots. Which is true, but you've been to Texas. I didn't see them. At least I didn't pay attention. I did. I saw a few. You mean, not even, like, they're, wow. I, I find that shocking that nobody would wear cowboy boots in Miami. That would seem like something you would do just to make that statement. Uh, no, probably not in Miami. Maybe in like northern Florida and some places like that you see it, but Miami, not at all. Yeah, Florida rednecks, I'm sure, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People in Miami would just make too much fun of you if you were wearing cowboy boots for some reason. All right. Yeah, yeah. I back that statement. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen cowboy boots in Miami, but you know, uh, there's plenty in um, in Nashville, and there's a fair amount that i've seen in in dallas not like in the city portion but like at the airport there's plenty of people wearing cowboy boots i don't know why they're wearing cowboy boots onto a plane but whatever that i saw plenty in, in the airport 
Cowboy boots are awesome. They 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 slip on and off like just like you're wearing flip flops or something. So for security purposes, cowboy boots are awesome. No laces, no nothing, and the way they're soft leather, so they typically fit you like like just like a, a soft glove around your foot. So they come on and off super easy. Okay, are they comfortable to walk in? Because they don't look like it. Uh, like I said, if you're if if you get them sized just right meaning that they're a little bit tight when you first get them when you break them in they are as they're more comfortable than tennis shoes damn i have to get a pair do i need to get long socks for them it feels weird when you don't have yeah you need at least crew socks it feels funny if you're if you're wearing like the super short socks cuz you're at you your ankles you feel your ankles in there like it doesn't it doesn't like rub up or anything and chafe Saying that's why you want to wear at least a crew sock. So, uh, so yeah. you're not- we sound like a bunch of pussies. Are cowboy boots gonna hurt us? <laughs> are they gonna hurt my feet if I put them on? I mean, my feet are fucked up, so I'm very careful about that type of shit. My feet are are primarily flat, so I'm very I'm very like specific about what I wear. You could get orthopedic uh, cowboy boots. Oh yeah, get all sorts of stuff put in there. Now, now I'm gonna have to do like uh, uh, a cowboy boots naked sex video. Oh, I'm down. I want to do that. <laughs> just, for, just for the shock value of it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that answers that question. You've never worn your you've never worn your cowboy boots during sex. Mm, yeah, I have. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, but not just cowboy boots. Yeah, it wasn't like I was only wearing cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You had your hat on then. Oh, see. <laughs> he had his hat, his belt, and his boots. Done. That's it. <laughs> doing that? I think he was. And he was doing the whole American Psycho thing, looking at himself in the mirror. I think. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds wrong, but I'll do it. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait. You gonna put it up on Pornhub? I'll just post it on Fat Life. <laughs> okay, so way back when, and part of the legend of Heno right now, aside from the the exchange between Heno and John and how you were dubbed El Heno by him and everything, there was one picture that you sent me out of the blue, and I'm like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Do you remember that picture? I remember sending you something out of the blue, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, it was a picture of... Um, how do I put this? It, you said that you you were dropping a load and you thought of us, so you gave us the picture. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it was a picture of a penis, right over a vagina, and there was cum. <laughs> that, and I know exactly now. I know exactly for that's my that was my wife. <laughs> oh, nice. Yo, can I get the picture? <laughs> so like the site. What was? <laughs> Like what was going on behind? Like okay, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send these guys this picture right now. Like as like as in what was I thinking? <laughs> like what are you asking? Yes. You know what it is. Extremely. So uh, my whole relationship. So Sharon and I are both sober, and our we met through you know other sober people. But the reason that we started a relationship is because the two of us had literally decades of fucking cheating on everybody that we were with, right? We were not meant to be monogamous. And she was the first person that I ever met that 
where we actually asked like, Hey, do you think two people could like be in love with each other, but like be with whoever they want to? And it was like this giant fucking relief of like, like this thing that had been bothering me my whole life, trying to shove this square peg into a round hole, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to go on a date and I'm going to just fucking lie to this person. And all of a sudden I was like, Holy shit. I don't have to fucking lie about this anymore. And, uh, that's how our relationship started. And with that, started a very i mean we're very we're we're private within our town because we know what could happen within a small town however within our our greater lives we're very open about you know our sexuality and so we, we obviously you want to be around people that are that are in are like-minded um but with that that's probably that's the reason why I wouldn't have any qualms about sharing stuff like that because it's about my lifestyle. It's it's who we are and what we do, and a lot of it is just about being open about our sexuality. Is that what you were thinking when you decided to send it to us? Come <laughs> <laughs> on a pussy. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm obviously I have no issues with it, but I was like. You know, I, I just get an email, oh, an email from Heno, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's just, when you open an email like that, you don't expect to get to get a picture like that. Like, obviously, I, I don't care, and, I'm, and it became a great conversation on the podcast later on, but, like, I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? I was not expecting this. Didn't Wait, Milky, didn't you see it? Didn't I show it to you? I think you did at the time, because I remember saying that it resembled J-Max Dickhead. Because I had a lot of porn. <laughs> that's the point. It's 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 funny. It's conversation. It's something to be a little shocking, but in a way that like you guys will talk about it. You think it's funny because you know that your your show approaches the edge of everything. Yeah. You know, you don't have a lot of things that are off limits. <laughs> no, for sure, and you know. I think nowadays sending that to any other show would be really weird. But, uh, (laughs) but it's just like, you know, we never like thought anything other than this is fucking hilarious. I mean, come on, you guys like you're, you're, you and probably one or one or two, one other show I would ever, ever do that with. And it's because of, of the topics that you go to. It's, I mean, a fucking SPJ. I mean, fuck. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's the pimp daddy of podcasting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daddy Mac. I remember when everyone used to think he was drunk or high all the time. <laughs> that's the best part about it, too. And that's the whole thing for me is, is like so many people when they decide that, okay, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop drinking. And they're like, What's it like? You know, do, do you still do the things that you did before? Is it different? And it's like, for me, I can say, no, it's not. I, I do shit. One of the first things I did sober sexually is I had a freaking menage a trois with some couple that came into town. And it was just like, no, you don't have to. You can, you can live whatever life you want to live. And you just, you just don't drink. <laughs> it's like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, yeah. and you, it's, it ends up being but Like, I don't cause a bunch of shit with people. I mean, yeah, we've had like Sharon and I have some rules, uh, certain things, and and every once in a while we'll push the rules a little bit, and then we're reminded why you don't push the rules, and 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 it, and it ultimately comes down to honesty, and it's about just a hundred percent honesty with this, and all of that shit that you used to all the drama, like. I don't have any drama in my life and I have multiple relationships happening all at the same time. 
And it's like that's why I that's why I'm open about it is because there's a lot of people out there that besides mental health issues, drug and alcohol issues, there's also a lot of people that are hiding who they are sexually and that kind of stuff. And it's like I want to be open about it to to say, yeah, you know what? Be who you feel like you want to be inside. Don't, you know, don't quit trying to fit in or do something that doesn't feel right, you know, and then the, the freedom of it is just unbelievable. And you can be an old fuck like me and still fuck. <laughs> you know what? I know you convinced me. I'm going to bring it up to Paco. We're going to do, we're going to probably going to try it out. I don't know if she'll like it, but we'll try it out. She might be completely against it, but I tell, I'll tell her that Heno told us to do it. Yo, and that it. I mean, I fucking. It sounds awesome, and I'm. It's. I, I was. I, I'm just telling you that opening that email was quite shocking. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like I was just like, uh, oh yeah, oh cool, an email from him. Oh, dick. What the fuck? What? Whoa. What? What? I was. I just wasn't expecting it. That's all. Obviously, it wasn't a big deal. I'm just like, oh, okay. So I've seen Hennel's dick, and I've seen his. his <laughs> I I actually remember us thinking that he probably got it from the internet and then you had to go back and confirm with him and he was like no no that's not real. that's a real like i remember that yeah 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 that, i remember that so that 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 now that go, that brings me to since you brought up a menage a trois that brings me to that 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 like three episode discussion of of a definition of a threesome oh and, god that's and like you know milky's uh, defined set of rules is that all three participants have to be in the same act at the same time and i'm like i don't agree i think i said they have to interact all have to interact with each other like if i'm with two girls but the girls don't interact with themselves it's not a threesome I know your example was ridiculous because I think SPJ was on my side and you're like, oh, the guy on the other side of the window watching and jerking off is not in the threesome. I understand that. It's not. And that's fine because that's fucking weird and creepy. But like I'm saying like if the person just walked, if, if one girl decides to like walk away and just watch and, 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 and finger herself, that's not a threesome. Did she decide that from the start, or did she partake at the beginning? She partook in the beginning, but walked away for a moment, and it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to watch this as hot. Well, that par- part of that was a threesome. <laughs> there was a three-way going on, but then it's no longer a three-way. Exactly. It's three-way and um, masturbation. Yeah, and a fucking cuck in the corner. That's what it becomes. <laughs> so it has, okay, so in, in order for it to be a three-way, all three have to be interacting at the same time all the time like you can't have one guy with two girls on the bed and he's fucking each one like you know uh, he goes he takes turns between each that's not a three-way if they don't interact at all with each other is not okay <laughs> how I does mean, Heno feel about this I, I i i totally forgot about the original but it if it's me and my two girlfriends well they're usually interacting with each other to some extent but exactly it has to be some interaction but there's like been times where I've been the where the two women aren't interacting with each other and it's still three people having a sexual experience. That was my point. That's a, that's what that's what I thought it was. And Milky was like, "No, I have these incredibly rigid rules that 
in order for it to be defined as a threesome. So we had this long-ass, three-episode-long discussion. We brought Heno in, and Heno, and I think via Twitter, Heno was like, no, I agree with Milky. They have to be interacting. So I'm just like, I yeah. guess I guess I lose, because Heno was the fucking it, the authority on this shit. So I was like, okay. Well, by your definition, and I think I brought this before, you can have two girls in two separate rooms, and you run back from one room to the next and fuck them, and that, that's not a three-way. And it's the same thing if they're both in the same room, not interacting. I, dis- I mean, I disagree, because, like, they're all in the same room at the same time enjoying each other's company versus one girl being in another room, not at all being involved with the other girl. Like, that's completely different. Like, like Hanno's ex- explanation is a sexual experience. Like, you're all in the same room. You may not be interacting at the same time all the time, but you're still having this one collective sexual experience. The thing, though, is, like, I've been with one of my girlfriend's fucking in the middle of a whole group of people as they walk by and it was not that that was not group sex it was all right so one guy stops in and starts playing with her boobs but that that was that wasn't a three-way like it's it was just me fucking her in a bunch you know at a swinger party basically and there may be been another couple fucking on the couch nearby but it wasn't that wasn't an orgy <laughs> you know yeah of course, it's completely different. I, I, it's, 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 it's all about the circumstances. <laughs> I, I would, I would agree. But if, if everyone is agreeing that it, it, it has, even if it's minimal, if three people come together to have this threesome and there's some sort of interaction between all three of them, that isn't just the two girls and the guys, and the girls don't even fucking talk to each other, or do anything to each other. That's just kind of weird. Yeah, but see, this is the thing is, so if, if, if you're making the old wobbly H and you got, you know, a dude in front and a dude in the back and you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, servicing the holes of the girl in the middle, that's a threesome, even though the so two, that's a, that, that's a devil's three way. And that they don't is have different. So that's the thing is like, if you have two women that aren't, you know, they could both be servicing the dude. They don't have to actually have any interaction I still think that's that's a that's technically you had you yeah, had. but you know the two dudes would at least fist bump each other, do something in between, you know what I mean? Eiffel Tower. But if the girls just don't do anything, it's not a three way. No, but like okay, so you it, know you average just like you know you push you know the girl's head into the guy's dick and tell him good job, dog, and like shit like that. Like that's interacting. It's true. But if the girls just don't, you know. Now and and I'll, where I will agree with you is. I've been in those situations where one of the women w- was bisexual and the other wasn't, and it just felt wrong. Oh, yeah. See, and that's not that 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 would be not a three way. Wasn't a three way. It was not, yeah. and because it's like you could tell that the that the. I mean, yeah, she's going along with it, but she's really not into being with women. So she's with yeah. she's with me, and the the other woman is with me. And the other woman is into, you know, is is bisexual, but she's not getting anything back. It didn't feel right. And so in that regard, I, I agree with you, Milky. Yeah. No, but- so that's how I feel like a lot of the times if the girls are not in, in at least into each other a little bit, it just becomes, you know, a, a twosome, twosome or just regular sex. Yeah. It's like. Personally, I can't buy, like, for instance, in The Devil's Three Way and you're doing the Wobbly H, I literally cannot buy that that's not a threesome. Like, I can't because, like, they may not all be, they may not all, they, they're not all interacting with each other at the same time, but they're all in one act together because they're, they're both inside the girl. 
Yeah, and that's key. That's key yeah. it's because yeah. it's into the situation. But if you have one person that's not quite into it like the other ones are, it doesn't feel like a threesome. I'm gonna say exactly like it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna use the intent caveat or the or the provision here because if the intent there was to enjoy each other's company, then it's a threesome. Because in your example of of um of you fucking that girl and then that guy came by and played with her boobs, there was no intention of having a third party come in. It was just you two enjoying yourselves. And you know, with the other couple fucking over there, they were doing their own thing. Their their intent was to have sex with each other and not involve themselves with you at all. So I'm gonna say intent. If you guys are all going in with the intent of ha- of enjoying each other's company in, in with th- you know a sexual experience with with the three of you, it's a threesome. I, that that's my yeah solid definition. But this- this is the thing. If it's two guys and a girl, they're both interacting with her. Now, if it's me and a girl, and then the other girl just sitting on her side, waiting for her turn, not doing anything else, it's not a threesome. What, so, if, the, what if the girl's making out with the other girl? Then that's a three-way. <laughs> yep. All right. So this is this is so we uh, my wife and I had a mutual friend that before she got married, I used to hook up with her all the time, and so one time she was over at my house and we're hooking up and. And uh, Sharon comes over and, you know, everyone jumped on the bed and, you know, shit happened, right? It was a total three-way, right? Then another time she came over to the house and it was just, it was just me and Sarah and Sharon just filmed the whole thing and she was playing director. So what about that? That wasn't a, that wasn't a threesome. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that was a Because then every, every, like every porno that I've filmed, then I was part of it. No, I was just directing it. Now, now. The intent was that there was never this. Int- it was the intention was that that Sarah and I were going to hook up, and I don't know what was going to you know we what Sharon was going to do. Who knows what she was going to do, but but in this case, she ended up just filming the whole thing, and even like I mean, her commentary during the entire video is fucking hot as shit, and she's super into it, and she's she's totally digging it. But it was not a, it was it was not a threesome, but she exactly. could masturbating. <laughs> It's not a threesome, you know. Yeah. See, I, I I guess I buy that because the intent wasn't for her to be involved in the sexual act. The intent was for her to be like watching and directing. I mean, like no, but he said he said the intent was, but then it turned into that. So the the intent morphed. It was originally going to be a three way. Then it became. Then it it stopped being a three way when she decided she wasn't going to get involved and she just was going to watch. I'll tell you what, Pouch. The first time that you're in a sexual experience with two other people, you know if it's a threesome or it's not. (laughs) Fair enough. And when it's not, it's not. It feels fucking weird. That happens a lot. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I'm into having this new experience. Oh, I'm not that into having this new experience. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are into the idea and when they're there, they, they disassociate completely. Just like, uh, and you can feel it. It feels freaking weird. Weird enough to stop? Yeah, that was when I wasn't honest. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, like, in your example, I think it's fairly clear that was not a threesome because she was not into it at all so like that again the intent was originally to do it but then when she got there she's like i i don't feel comfortable with this other woman so i'm pretty sure that's where the intent changed and no longer became a threesome well it wasn't even about being comfortable or not it just didn't go there Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's you know it just didn't go there okay like there's 
so I my both of my so I have two girlfriends. I have a little and a middle, and they're in a poly relationship with one of the girls' husbands. So they have a a, a poly household, and like I we've had experiences where it's just me playing with one, me playing with the other. Sometimes they play together. Sometimes they don't. One time one's masturbating. The other one's not. It's like, but it's like, nobody gets hung up on that shit. <laughs> We're just having- <laughs> yeah. It, it was just a, yeah, it was just a weird uh, conversation topic that popped up because I realized that Milky's fucking definitions were so strangely fucking rigid. And I was just, and I, it just, I, I just, I blew it up on purpose. That, that, that's why. Like, obviously, when you're in the middle of it, you're not going to care later on. Like, was it a threesome or not? I have to, I have to remember if, 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 if everybody in the act considered it a threesome. No, I don't give a fuck, obviously. Well, by your definition, everybody be walking around saying they've been doing threesomes every fucking day. <laughs> no, I think my definition is fairly clear, and I'm gonna stick by it no matter what. I think it's intense. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think they have to be constantly interacting in order for it, for it to be a threesome. You can't. You can't at me on this. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why, like, Pouch, you've been like. Our show isn't that funny anymore and stuff. It's like, it's always interesting because you got Milky and his definitions. Yeah. <laughs> it's always I good. Just li- I just like, like rules, man. Like, no matter what you're talking about, if you're talking about, you know, J.K. Rowling or, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's uh, you know, just, there's, it's been fascinating to listen to because you have, you have two people that have certain, certain viewpoints. And, and I just love it when you're baffled pouch. That's just the best. <laughs> you're just like okay (laughs) yeah i'm baffled a lot on this podcast (laughs) especially with like sbj and i together i I see power to like just not knowing what to do (laughs) that's that's why it's like it doesn't have to be funny to be interesting (laughs) and fun (laughs) yeah sp when sbj and him are on i'm usually just like Okay, I'll just wait until they're done. That's pretty much what it what it becomes. Like I'll just wait until it's done, and I'm 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 about eighty percent confused half the time when I'm on the podcast with with both of them. So yeah, uh, there was one that I think it was the last time he was on, and and I think I actually made a note of it, and you were just you were just so not there. It was hilarious. <laughs> Fusion, like you had, had completely like, okay, I don't understand what's happening now. <laughs> and it was just SPJ being SPJ and Milky just running with it and, <laughs> and just like left on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm being 100% honest, when I don't understand, <laughs> when I don't understand him, I keep going with it. Yeah. Always. With it. You just yeah. got <laughs> Well, yeah. you, you know how to push SPJ. You've known him for so long and when SPJ just goes... On one of his rants, you kind of you don't understand them, but you're just like fuck it, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, troll. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. And and I'm like not just in the podcast, but like in real life, I find myself being the SPJ translator a lot to people. Like he would say anything, even in regular everyday life, and people would be like, "What?" And then I have to come in and be like, "This is what he means." <laughs> I get him. Like I, I it's. You gotta, you gotta feel SBJ. And exactly. Them or you don't, and it, you just—it's not just about listening, not just about you. You gotta feel the man. Exactly. 
<laughs> That's why I love when we record together because I get to physically feel him and also feel him. <laughs> <laughs> like as an example of something that actually happened, where where Milky had to interpret SPJ was, um, we had uh, I think we had one socially distant like dinner for a for a birthday for a mutual friend of ours. So I actually went over to their house and like we 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 had t- uh, we had tables six feet apart and we were eating sushi and SPJ said something and literally. Everybody except Milky were like, "What did he say?" And Milky had to literally, he literally had to be like, th- "He said this," like, because he's the only one that understood. <laughs> yeah, I've I've known him for like more than half my life now, so I kind of just understand the man all the time. Perfect family. <laughs> whoop whoop! <laughs> you guys, if you feel like you need to podcast, are you gonna still do it? Well, like, we'll leave the doors open for sure, but, you know, we have to just first do this, put a pause on it for now, and then see how things go. Who knows? Maybe we'll just fucking want to do it again or want to do something else. Yeah. All right. It would be a shame. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I mean, you never know what the future may hold. We might just change our minds within a few months. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. You might have something to say. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Come back. S- SPJ's in jail. Just <laughs> on. That would be an amazing 301. Holy shit, if that actually happened, if we had an emergency break the glass podcast like guys, we we're coming back to let you know that SPJ's in jail and this is what happened. That would be a- See, You got it backwards. What it is is you need to never hit 300. It's <laughs> and then eventually jail 300 that's what we that's what we we were doing when we were gonna hit like episode 10 I think that's how long ago like almost 10 years ago we did like fucking 9 9 9.5 9.8 some shit just to like wait on 10 or whatever it was we did smart move we still do that periodically. I think like we did ninety nine point five before a hundred and shit like that. We do that periodically, but like I don't, I don't think we're gonna do that this year. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Unless ninety nine point five is Elhano playing a guitar for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that'll be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you have your own mini concert in a podcast, you know. <laughs> Wait, out of curiosity. In the same room with the same setup. Do, do you just playing guitar? Do you sing at all? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, all right, cool. A song that I just wrote. It's like uh, that that you can put on, and I I did. It's a drum loop, so it's kind of funny. They're actual dubstep, um, and like uh, dance beats. But then it's post-punk music, and I, I sang, I play all the instruments, I sing all the parts, harmonies, everything. The only thing, like I said, it's just they're just drum loops, and and I just this song that I just wrote recently, and you know, hopefully my band's gonna want to do it. But yeah, that's cool. What I do, great, sounds you awesome. Open man. the podcast with that. I would love to. It's it's like it's I, I call it post-punk dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. This has been absolutely amazing, and I have been waiting to ask this question uh, to Heno forever. 
Um, and this is a tradition. We ask most of our guests, and I don't think I've ever asked Heno this because he's never been on the podcast. What is the weirdest thing you've ever put on your dick? God, you guys just were, were recent. Oh, I just, I, I had, um, uh, the my sparklies tried to wrap my dick in gummy lifesavers. <laughs> and they tried so hard because they don't stretch that far. And they were, they were putting them in their mouth, trying to warm them up. And then just, just, they wanted to get my dick from top to bottom in gummy lifesavers. How many did you get on there? Two, but then they just kept fucking breaking. Nah. It didn't work, and so it, it didn't work, but the attempt was there. All right, good try. Was it sticky yeah. afterwards? No, because they clean up their mess. Come on. Oh, fair enough. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come on, Pouch, keep up. Uh, yeah. How, <laughs> how dare I? <laughs> it doesn't leave daddy's death messy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So... Yeah, this has been great. I have uh, waiting to get Heno on forever, and this was this was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for finally coming on. I really I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you guys. I've and like I said, I just, it 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 it's it's hurting my heart. It's hurting my heart a little bit that that I, I won't get to hear dropping loads for a while. So I really uh, really appreciate you guys finally getting finally getting to be on here and and you know. It's the whole L. Now I'm L Hummingbird on Twitter, but <laughs> it all started. It all started because of dropping loads. <laughs> well, thank you for being on, Hennel. This was definitely a great episode. And I think one of our longest episodes in a long time. Yeah, I had to let and, it. I had, uh, had to let it run because it's it's Hennel. We've never had him on, so. Yeah, I'm just not that happy that you know you're killing our podcast this way, but <laughs> you know. You know what? Though, so we we might have to do this again though someday when there's no um, more of a pandemic going on because a friend of mine from here moved down not quite to your neck of the woods but close, close enough where uh, when when things iron out I'm flying to Florida I'm gonna go see Dave and I'm definitely coming down to see you guys. Oh, oh hell shit. yeah! Fuck yeah! That'd be awesome. We could go shopping for cowboy boots. <laughs> And then we could walk down Miami Beach, the four of us, with our boots over our jeans. Uh, and no, no, cut off shorts. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, cut off shorts. Daisy Dukes in the boots, and then uh, cowboy hats. Fanny pack. Fanny pack. Can't forget the fanny pack. Over the shoulder fanny packs. Yeah, we might have to actually wear a proper like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to look like tourists while you look good with those boots. Better, and I'll put I'll, I'll I'll make sure I can have enough hair to do a faux hawk. All right, there you go. I'll grow my hair and I'll get a mullet or something. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> Anybody in your ex- in the in the drop and loads extended family have a mullet photo? Uh, well, uh, Lionheart Dan, our friend who's been on the podcast, he had a mullet for about a year. And and this was last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, no, he he was committed uh, to that mullet. He really was, and he had no shame. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was trying to look like an '80s professional wrestler. Did he go with a mustache too? Uh, yeah, he had like little handlebars at one point. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
he couldn't he couldn't grow the burns, right? Is that what he was lacking in? No, something. No, he has. There's some. I think he has the burns, and then just couldn't fully grow the mustache. So yeah. he had like something. I don't remember. Okay. Exactly. The full mustache, but he couldn't get the drop parts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had the mullet, and he he was committed to it for a very long time. So yeah, so yes, that answered your question. Yes, someone did have a mullet. <laughs> Life yeah. is complete. <laughs> Until a few weeks ago, actually, I think it was like probably a month ago now. He like just sent me a picture of all his hair on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and did you did anybody cry? You uh, should have sent should have sent him a card. Yeah, I think he was like kind of he was like fuck this shit like I don't even think he felt anything about it anymore it's like I'm done I'm out yeah yeah Yeah, I don't think he was particularly attached to it but he just remained committed just just for the just for the fuck for for the for the laws he didn't care so yeah respect hell yeah but yeah I guess we gotta close this up even though I don't wanna hang up on Heno dude this is the longest I've ever talked to Heno in my life I don't even think we're friends on Facebook. Oh, how dare you! I do. I like all your hummingbird pictures, and you like my puppies. <laughs> yes. What I do is I make public just for you know stalkers like you, Milky. Oh, thanks. I've been trying to get some dick pics on there, but I guess Facebook don't allow them. They kind of—you can't even do that in private groups anymore. <laughs> Dude, I, I was trying to send a, a a link from a porn website through Messenger, and it doesn't even allow that anymore. What? Yeah, if it, like if a link to Pornhub or Bang Bros, any sort of porn company, you cannot send that link through Facebook Messenger anymore. Jeez. You can in the Facebook groups and the Swinger group, you can't post any tits, like nothing. They instantly get blocked. They instantly get flagged. It's horrible. What's the point of it being a closed group? That makes no sense. It's a closed group, but it is completely just yeah, algorithmed. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they're just trying to make it safer and safer so they could sell our fucking data to everyone and make more money. So we're all over at Kick and MeWe. Fucking hate MeWe. Ugh. I don't even know what MeWe is. Their chat slash group app kind of a thing where you can do posting and have a chat room and that kind of stuff. Uh, so Wait, that's Facebook's? No, no. no it's, it is. It's... Yeah, it like it. Kick got, Kick was like the real, the really fun place to be, and then Kick closed down, and so everyone went to MeWe, and then Kick came back, but with like commercials or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Awesome. Right. Well, this has been again fantastic. I'm so happy. Like we just kind of jumped the shark. We we hit a DLP bucket list, and we got the legendary Heno on. So this is great. So good. <laughs> All right, so I guess we got to close it out. It sucks, but we got to close it out. We can't, we can't talk right. to Heno forever. Thank you, Heno. So anything everything we talked about, you can find, you can find at droplos.com. You can follow us on Twitter at droplospc. And please go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, Or by searching Droplos Productions on Facebook. You can follow me on the Instagram at droplos. And please go check out the YouTube channels, youtube.com slash droplosp. That's dropping loads in the letter P. And also check out the other YouTube channels, youtube.com slash dumbdown. And that YouTube channel is Instagram at Dumb down YT. Um, we're also on two inner radio stations. You can find it at themixx.fm. We're played at Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also on, um, well, that that fucking threw me for a little bit. I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, Where's I, your I, camera? Come on. We got to say bye to him properly. God damn it. All right. Let's do this. Give, give me one second. Let me turn it on. <laughs>
Why don't I don't know how to use Skype? Oh, I'm up there. <laughs> Yo, I don't know if you can hear us. <laughs> Shut up, Bella. Oh, oh, oh. Right here, dog. It's <laughs> your boy El Hino. <laughs> Bella, Bella yeah. shush. Is that yeah. SPJ? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Fuck off. Wearing a nice shirt and shit. Yeah. What's up, Hannah? I'm thinking like, I mean, you know, I'd be secretly stalking, you know, but I like Jax. I stalk him more than I stalk you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to work. He's uh, he's the man now. You know, you got to wear a suit. He's got a coat on and everything? Shit. <laughs> Boy's moving on up, dude. He's left the streets. Yeah, right. But the streets have not left me. Let you know. Exactly. Never. <laughs> how how? How is it over there? I've seen you guys in a long time. Or you guys? He's good, dude. He's like fucking bitches left and right. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> He's the I mean the fucking practitioner of the Don Francisco promise, man. I can't get this camera to work, so fuck it. Yeah, Keep the state certification up. <laughs> yeah, you still certified or what? Always, never stopping certified. Yeah, it's hard to get certified. You gotta, yeah. and it's hard. Pandemic, because then you got a problem. Yeah, especially pandem- pandemic. Pandemic, like. Oh. Have you had to deliver some promise through Zoom? Oh shit! <laughs> I, have to, I never thought about. It. See, this guy, he's like. He's like my he's like my muse, right? He's he's he plants the seeds in my head and then I move on with it. Maybe one day I'll have to promise during Zoom or during a Skype conversation. Hell yeah, you Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Multi promise. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gone it's gone from local to worldwide. Hell yeah. Reaching millions through the tubes of the internet. Hell yeah. To worldwide, dude. All right, John. I'll let you go to work. Right, I'll see you later, Sorry you guys. That. Nice seeing you. Guys. Even, even though even though Pouch hasn't turned on his camera. He's afraid. Pouch, are you one of those guys that think that the NSA is going to molest you through your camera? <laughs> I, yes, I do. Is that I, why you put- I, I just can't turn it on right now. I don't know how to. T- I, it's not working. Skype isn't recognizing my camera, so. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Well, whatever. Right, well, anyway, anyway. Um, that really fucked up my groove. Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're on the BS Podcast Network, which is a cool network of podcasts started up by the dudes at Pure BS. You can find it at bspodcastnetwork.com, or you can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash bspodcastnetwork, uh, or you can go, uh, or we're on two internet reasons. You can find it at themixx.fm. We're played at, we're played at 2 CEs at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also on Cornucopia Radio, that's C-O, uh, C-O, C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A hyphen radio.co.uk we're played randomly once throughout the week so hopefully one day you just happen to tune in and listen to us uh don't forget to have uh spj caress your ears with the don francisco promise story for the low low price of a dollar fifty you can find that at dropping lows.probbean.com uh and uh, Heno, do you want to plug any of your um uh, 2000 podcasts you're on exactly uh, i'm on the uh crazy life podcast that is a uh, mental health and wellness kind of a podcast uh, so if you are I- into that, uh, check us out on you know all the podcatchers. And then the other one is the Moving the Needle podcast, and that's primarily just um, movies, pop culture, television. But we we tend to 
we have a pretty good format. Get a, usually have a, a, a few people on. We have a lot of guests too. And then and if you are interested in checking out some of the, I do a lot of music for podcasts. If you want to check that out, you can go to uh, Monkey Tongue Productions on SoundCloud. And I've got a whole bunch of intros that I've written and recorded for uh, other podcasts and stuff. It's kind of fun if you want to. And I've got the Metal Nest stuff up on there too if you want to oh, check it out. But fuck yeah. Our, Hell uh, yeah, so. awesome. Obviously, okay. go check all that shit out. You fucking heard him here for almost two hours. Cool ass motherfucker. He's been supporting our podcast for so long. Regardless of him and my mom being the only listeners. So <laughs> go check his shit, man. He's a cool guy. Yep. So until next time. Hello, that's you. Me? The guest says it. Holy shit. We love dropping loads. <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. Okay, I get this. This is the biggest fucking family I've ever been sitting in the middle of. It it was amazing. That's because you've never been to the gathering of the Juggalos. Like, how old is Ozzy? Isn't he like 84? He's 70. God, he looks so bad. He does. When When I compare you to a lot of the people that are your age, where I live... Your life's fucking interesting. You live in a fairly boring state versus Florida. Yeah, he lives in Ohio. It's like, it's so fucking white. See, that's the other thing. Uh, People around here literally never left fucking Idaho. Hey guys, Hunter Gaukas here. Join myself and my fellow co-hosts, Edward, Kendra, LaShawn, Albert... The other Sean, Wyatt, and many others, as we're going to dive into a grab bag gimmick of pop culture and non pop culture topics. We're on iTunes, Hunnagoutcasts, Spreaker, Hunnagoutcasts, and many other social media websites. We take requests, and you can email us at hunnickfeedback at gmail.com. Finally, a podcast that will never be questioned, ever. <laughs>